What's up, everybody? Sean and Beer with another live Live to Roll with you guys. Uh, this week, Valentine's Day coming up here, so we're going to be talking some sex, dating, and relationships. We got our friends Rocky and Sarah here. I'll let them do an introduction in a second. Um, we'll get our quick ones out of the way. Um, I'm Sean Fluke. I'm a C5, C6 quadriplegic from a snowboarding accident 20 years ago now. Um, Bobby, you want to go ahead and then we can introduce them? Yeah, you finally got the official 20 year. I did. You don't have to say, you don't have to say almost. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Bobby Rohan, C5, 6 quadriplegic as well of 34 years, almost 35. <laughs> One month, I think. But enough about Sean and I. Let's get to our wonderful guest here today, Rocky and Sarah. Can you introduce yourself? Hello. Hi, I'm Rocky. You want to go first? And that's, that's you go Sarah. Ahead. Yeah, I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I can go first? Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, it's great to be here. Thank you all so much. Uh, I, I run a YouTube channel here with Sarah um, called Rocky and Sarah. Um, and we talk about our life uh, in our van, which was where we are now. Uh, Tina is our name <laughs> of our van. And nice. traveling around, uh, and um, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I am Sarah Swafford. Uh, it's very nice to see you all again and see all of you. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, run a YouTube channel with Rocky. I'm also a certified sex educator um, and a love and relationship coach. Um, and I am also the a disabled half of our chronically ill and disabled relationship. Um, I have, uh, you're the yes. you're the better half. <laughs> yeah. Woo. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Sorry, Rocky. Rocky. I have to say that for you know when my wife watches this, you she would be like, you better say she's the better half. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. It's right? very true. <laughs> and Rocky is my main character and support. Um, as well. Yeah, that's great, you guys. Yeah, we got to meet you guys in at the Phoenix Expo last year in 2022, um, I believe. And we've been talking you... and kind of, yeah, it was, right? Yeah, yep. 2022. It, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it was the end of the year. But yeah, it was uh, September, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, that was really cool meeting you guys. And we've been in contact. And um, I just thought with Sarah being a sex educator and them just like having a cool... Um, channel and everything highlighting their relationship i thought they would be a really perfect uh guest to have on here with us you guys and you guys are um and i didn't even know you were a relationship coach too as well so that's even better we got all kinds <laughs> we're set here today <laughs> sarah can you explain that a little bit what did that entail of being a relationship coach yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm a sex educator and a love and relationship coach. And um, really the coaching part um, is, I like to say, like, I am there to learn with you. I'm there to explore with you. So, you know, if somebody has like a specific you know, goal or um, things, you know, they're just coming out um, as, you know, part of the queer community, or maybe they have just been very hesitant to explore like the world of dating or relationships before, um, or maybe, you know, they're getting out of, um, you know, they recently got out of a long-term relationship, a, a long marriage or something, and now they're re-entering the world of dating. Uh, I'm just kind of there to like help support them in those goals and help provide lots of resources to make it a more fun and positive experience. That's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, that is. Awesome. And and it's not you don't focus just solely on the disabled community. You focus on all communities then. Um, so I do, I definitely, yeah, the overarching umbrella is kind of everybody, but I definitely have specific focus on um, the disability community and the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, those in particular are really the kind of crux of my focus. And it's like a magical situation when it's somebody that is queer and disabled. I'm like, my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarah, Sarah recently gave uh, their first talk at Van Life Pride, which is one of the events that we support. And um, and Sarah gave a beautiful educational talk kind of about safer practices in the bedroom. And we even accessibility. Talk, we, we talked about accessibility and specifically how to kind of uh, how, how to use it, how to be safe in a van uh, if you're if you're trying to be intimate uh, and not yeah. harm yourself and 
ways that you can do that more comfortably for certain communities and bodies. Yeah. So it was a very popular talk, uh, <laughs> uh, to say the least. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's really cool. And yeah, if you guys want to mention, so they are, like you mentioned before, you guys do in the van life. You guys have been living and traveling in your van for how long now, you said? Eight months? Uh, or Three years. Almost three years. Three years, Isn't sorry. It? Three years. I don't know why. Oh. We're <laughs> three years. We've been slowly getting. We've been slowly getting to our full time. We, we, we currently base ourselves in Texas, but as I mentioned to you uh, earlier, it's a little oppressive for us. We don't love it. We, we are a queer, we are a queer couple. We are an interracial couple, obviously. And so uh, some areas of the country are a little harder for us to be in sometimes. And so we found van travel to be really um, kind of that easiest next step for us to be able to go and explore new areas. And we spend a lot of time kind of close out by y'all near California. Yeah, we love the West. <laughs> You need to stop by. We need to stop by maybe for one of our big events coming up here at the end of April. So you got a little time to plan and hit us up on the way. Uh, the last weekend of April, we have a big event. So I would love to have you out there and uh, join us for our big festival. But so tell us what what the van idea, you know, with with what you guys were trying to start with the relationship. How does that, how did that go hand in hand? You know, here you are giving, you know, sexual and uh, relationship advice out there to your YouTube community. And then you got this van. Now, I watch a lot of people traveling in their van and doing exploring, but I've never seen it on this other side. So if you want to give a little bit about that. Yeah, it's actually what started us uh, on the internet in general was our relationship, talking a lot about me uh, being a trans masculine person, Sarah being a non-binary person and how our relationship works. Uh, and people just started to ask, like, tell us more, like, tell us about your daily life. And that's why we moved kind of off from telling our story on Facebook into this this area of YouTube. And we started noticing a lot of van lifers and, and on YouTube. And we were like, that's such a cool thing. Yeah. We thought at first, should, should we do a tiny home? should we should we just travel full time but then it was like we were dreaming we were seeing all these cool you like you were saying like really like <laughs> excuse me like really uh big creators climbing mountains and doing all this stuff and we were like maybe we can take part of that but not the full part of it and maybe we can kind of make it fit with our life and sarah has been kind of navigating like when we met at the accessibility expo we were looking for more accessibility devices yeah and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I had just, um, it was really just the last, um, the last probably four or five years that, well, I guess, gosh, yeah, I guess like five or so years now that um, like my health journey has been, uh, you know, a much bigger part of our lives. Yeah. And like the disability has been a much bigger part of our lives and part of our story. And so, you know, it's been in those last four or five years that like I've received um, finally some new concrete diagnosis about different things and um, and just started to, you know, trying to navigate um, my life and, you know, getting around and living life uh, in that new way. And um, so, like Rocky said, like a big part of that was finally, um, you know, going to some, trying to connect more with disability community in person, not just online, which I will say as a caveat, like the disability community online has literally saved my life, um, you know, in a very literal way. Um, so I'm just so grateful that we are able to connect with each other online. Um, and we were just really excited at the opportunity to go to the abilities expo and not only start looking at more like mobility aids and uh, mobility devices for me um and kind of like as that journey has been progressing but also to connect like with folks like you all um and just you know get start kind of like bridging those two worlds um it was something that like i knew things were going on you know we were dealing with a lot of like trips to the er and um constant trips to the doctor and like what's going on what's going on for years we've been together about a decade um now so it was a long time of us knowing things were going on but not really people taking us seriously or not having the right specialists not seeing the right doctors and then finally um that's all kind of started to 
you know, come together. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is a huge, this makes so much more sense. This is a huge part of my life. And I feel very, um, you know, I felt some frustration that it had taken so long. And, uh, and then, you know, we already felt like being visible, like Rocky said, like as an interracial couple, and as a queer couple was really important. So we just felt like, well, we also need to highlight this huge part of our life. And Rocky also kind of moved into more, much, much, much more of a caregiving um, role for me. And so that was another thing that we were like, yeah, we need to talk about this. You know, this isn't. And, and then so through the lens of travel as well, like Rocky said, we we're seeing all these fantastic van trips and people, you know, going to these beautiful places that were very inaccessible. And, you know, I'm still acutely aware of my proximity to able-bodiedness, which is still, you know, very different than a lot of the other disability community, the rest of the, of the community. Um, but just, you know, even in small ways, like things were just hugely inaccessible. Airplanes. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, just we wanted to really start exploring more of that and showing more of that. And so we've got a lot of content coming out soon about like my first time, uh, you know, using wheelchair services at the airport and using different mobility devices and, um, you know, things like that, that we just feel like are really important. And like we mentioned earlier to you, Sean, like, we're also really excited to potentially kind of explore more of that through the lens of van life as well. Like, what will it look like when I start traveling with a chair? You know, like that, I'm actually really excited about that and sharing that with folks. So I hope that long answer answers your question. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so the wheelchair, the wheelchair is something new for you in the last few years, it sounds like? Yes, it is. So I actually did end up making a purchase of um, a chair at the expo where we met Sean and Tom. And I don't believe we met you there. Bobby. But, no, um, there yeah. Yeah. But where we met and Brianna, um, I did end up purchasing something. It was majestic. Um, I think that might have been the brand. It's a wonderful brand. And like, you know, I have no problems with it. But I'm sure, I'm sure this is a very relatable thing, at least from everything I've read. It's like, it's, it hasn't been exactly the perfect situation. It hasn't been the perfect, you know, device yet. Um, the perfect, and, yeah, yeah. The perfect fit for your first chair. Exactly. Especially yeah. not with the van and how limited our space is. Yeah. Which, it was like, of course, we had already bought our van. Then we went to the expo for the first time and saw much so better options. Yeah. Of course, you know, and but we were also paying yeah. out of pocket. We've had a lot of trouble with, um, and this is another reason why we're talking about moving. We've had a lot of trouble with our health insurance in Texas for various mm -hmm. reasons. Um, and so that was another thing we, you know, had only a certain budget that we could spend, um, you know, because we were paying completely out of pocket. And I'm sure as you guys know, it's like these devices can go anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to tens and of thousands of dollars and beyond. So, um, you know, we're still kind of like adjusting and trying to find like what exactly is going to be the best solutions and also being like an ambulatory wheelchair user I have different needs as well um but yeah I mean it's been it's been a new experience and and I'm also you know to be completely transparent there's also been like my own internalized ableism that I am still you know bump up against sometimes where I'm like oh I'm not sure if I'm ready to like take the chair out here or be around these people with my device you know it's a new thing no that is new that's well, when you're ready it's hard sometimes. Uh, Go ahead. People. Now I was going to say, yeah, I know that because like for some of us, like the spinal cord injury, you're just flipped forced right into it. But I've met a lot of people that are more like, you know, slowly having to use more and more mobility devices. And I, I know I'm sure that is a little bit hard to kind of get used to and to transition um, fully over to. But Bobby, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, you know, that is a great thing. Um, what, what you said, Sean you know, the, the slow transition must be hard. And even for us that flipped, you know, on a dying, you know, one day we're moving around, like there's no problem. And the next day we're not, our first chair is a disaster, you know, no matter which yeah. way you put it, we're not used to it. We know what to ask for. 
they don't know what your lifestyle is going to be. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't know much. So it's a shot in the dark. And we all say out there when we have our support groups that, you know, our, your first wheelchair is definitely not the perfect scenario. I mean, back when I got hurt, I was much, much skinnier (laughs) and they put me in a 18 by 18 wide, you know, 18 wide, 18 long chair. And I was probably a buck 25 at the time. Uh, and now, you know, I do have weight on me. I, I'm a buck 45 now. And I'm in a 15 by 15. No, really 14 by 15 chair. So that, I mean, wow. that's how custom I've come down to getting a chair over the years. And, you know, because the next chair was 16 and the next chair was this. And, you know, it just took a while. And so when you are ready, I do have a company. It, it is only cash. But there are grants out there and the grants would probably accept you as, hey, I do have a chair, but it's not the right one for me. It doesn't fit right for my lifestyle. And and when you brought up the van, that's a perfect scenario. You know, I mean, uh, there are definitely different uh, considerations. So I was supposed to get my brand new chair yesterday. We just had to change one little thing for an attachment that I have, but um, it was fit like a glove. So when you're ready, they're the only uh company i uh, would recommend right now of getting a custom-made wheelchair that thank you i i would love to learn about that and i'm so excited for you that you're getting your new chair very soon um and i just really appreciate you know that feedback and perspective that you were both giving about you know like the first chair is not always going to be the best um but also yeah i like this is why i'm so excited about having these conversations um because of what you brought up Sean you know it's like it is such a different thing it is such a switch when um you know like you said like you have an injury or something really sudden that happens that literally switches from one day to the next versus you know maybe something that's like longer term or you know whatever taking longer to play out um but I think you know that's it's one of those interesting things right because it's like it's two multiple things can be true at once it's like they're they're both like traumatic and stressful things. And, you know, they both have their like, I wouldn't say pros and cons exactly, but you know, it's like there's, there, there are different journeys, but there are so many overlaps. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So you guys want to talk a little bit too, we'll get into some of the dating stuff first. Um, You guys, you've been together for about 10 years now, you said almost a decade. How did you guys end up meeting in the first place? Is it almost your anniversary? Uh, Yeah, it's almost. Yeah, our anniversary will be on the 20th. March. March. 25th of March. Yeah, which is uh, a little bit, just a little bit past Valentine's Day. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we met online, but um, we like to tell people that it was online plus because I think that that's super important because we hear the horror stories, especially of today's dating world online. And so we want to fully also disclose that we met online, but then we've kind of, uh, you know, vetted each other through Facebook and found mutual friends that were very close to us and asked them if we should consider going on a date with each other. So it was kind of like we met online, but we probably should have met well before that and just uh, no one thought to put us together, Yeah, uh, which is pretty common. Yeah. Uh, So you guys each had friends? So you guys each had some mutual friends that, okay. Interesting. We yeah. had two. It was, it was, and they were together. And they, they happened yeah. to be together at the time. And so, and they were very close friends of both of ours. So it was just a real surprise that we hadn't actually, you know, crossed paths yeah. um, until we did. But then once they kind of gave us the thumbs up, gave each other the thumbs up, we were like, oh, all right, let's do this. Let's go on a date. And then yeah. honestly, it was one date and that was history. Oh, that was it. We yeah. were yeah. fast. <laughs> That's why we mm-hmm. love your story because we also we also just you know just knew you know it was just like you just talked to each other for a long time and you just know you yeah. know and uh, yeah. it was just it was a really good match but we did take one I took one of those online quizzes inside of the dating app and Sarah <laughs> did too and so 
And so the the dating app like pinged me and was like, "Hey, did you know that you like ninety percent like a ninety eight percent match or something with this uh, match with this person? You should message them and see if they're interested in you." And I was like, "Hey, like I don't know if you're like into trans guys or anything, but like if you are, <laughs> you know, no, I, I don't think I really like said all that, but I was like, I think we match. Do you want to go talk? And like we got some things to talk about." And then we just chatted and Sarah was just like the best first date I had ever had in my entire life. And they were just like letting me like, we were just like holding hands and just like, it was just like very, you know, it was just, you know, it was, it was very like your first, you know, first real relationship kind of feeling, you know? It was a very super sweet and very um, like intimate first date in that we just, we talked for hours, you know, we just, we, we met at a, hookah bar yeah i think a hookah lounge and it was like you had to bring your own you know beer or cider or whatever so we brought some hard ciders and we closed this place down basically talking (laughs) and it was just like oh this is you know it was a really like a date date you know it was nice that's really nice that sounds great uh that's cool though you guys because yeah the online dating thing is hard i had tried that in the past too um it's just not a, it's hard. Uh, yeah, the, that's really cool that you guys were able to use that, but already kind of should have maybe met or crossed paths before. And that's cool. It sounds yeah. like, sounds like it was meant yeah. to be. <laughs> like I was telling you earlier about my Instagram, that's how I tried, you know, uh, just before I met my wife, I was starting to sign, uh, sign up for that and just going through it going, I sound dumb. I'm not putting it out there. So, but thank God that uh, shortly after that, I met my wife, you know, and it's always, I don't know if you guys have that experience. Were you looking for someone or did it just happen? I mean, cause I was, I was done. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm still enjoying my, uh, I just got into my thirties and you know, here I was, I'm like, I love my twenties, you know, let's have a little more fun, you know, being a single guy and not having to worry and all of a sudden here she came and I yeah, unexpected. So I don't, were you unexpected starting today we, or were you really looking for someone? I think this is important. Yeah. I think what we're about to say is important, especially for anybody who's got a date soon. Like I, I know, I think you're, you can go ahead, but I, I think we're about to both say that I was on my last chance. I was not going to, I was about to delete everything. And I, I want, like, I wanted to be in this kind of love my whole life. So the fact that I, I had waited and, you know, it's like I was single for a long time when I was a kid until I was 19. I, nobody wanted to date me in high school. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a good person. I have value. I'm not going to like, you know, beg somebody to date me. Right. This was my last app. I was literally about to hit delete and it was like, would you try Sarah? Right. <laughs> and so I That's always, good. I always tell people like, if you want this in your life and it's part of your life plan, you got to keep going. What I never knew that Sarah was literally up the street from where I worked every single day making sandwiches. Sarah was up at the Institution Theater, which was uh, the improv, improv theater, theater that we got yeah. married in, almost every week. So we yeah. had so many opportunities to run into each other. My eyes were just not ready to be the, like be visualizing what was happening, you know. And so I just tell people like, if you're thinking about doing it. Like, if you think that this is something you want to partner, I think you got to stick with it a little bit. Um, don't take any abuse, but I just, I was on my last thing. I don't know. Yeah, how you yeah. well, I think, yeah, I was also, um, you know, I had, I had been on the apps for a minute, not a super long time, but, you know, for a few months. And I had gone on quite a few not great dates, not very nice dates. Um, and honestly, like what I've heard in the last 10 years from all of our friends who are still on apps and things, um, it's only gotten worse. It's only harder and harder to find people that even want a real date, not to mention a real relationship. Like a lot of apps really are just hookup apps now. And that's a whole other thing that's like, there's totally room for that, but another combo. But if you're really trying to like date, then yeah, I agree with Rocky. You know, like I do think there's a certain amount, you know, that, yeah, you just kind of had to keep going. I was definitely getting really sick of the apps as well. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just take a break from apps and just go back to trying to like meet people at, you know, a restaurant or a bookstore or whatever, you know, try to meet people in person. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the apps can be, they can be brutal. Um, I've been reading some really interesting things about why that is lately too. And I'm fascinated. But there's no substitute for, you know, chemistry, you know? And I think like when you feel it and you know, you know, and like, I just had gone my whole life probably just like trying to date people, but not really understanding what chemistry felt like and how it shouldn't be feeling that difficult. Right. Uh, and so I just think I learned a lot from like, you know, like I'd been off and on those apps for a while. So I learned a lot about what it should feel like to be in a relationship by finding this one. And, you know? and knowing what you want. I think oh, yeah, that, sure. you know, the thing that was lucky about our timing and this probably re- resonates for, well, both, both of you probably based on what little you've shared about your relationships with us, but you know, it's knowing what you want and knowing, um, what exactly you're looking for in that moment. So I think the reason that things gelled the way they did for Rocky and I, and the reason the last 10 years has flown by and overwhelmingly been so wonderful um, is because we really wanted the same things when we met. We both really had an idea of the kind of relationship that we wanted. Um, We had an idea of, you know, why it was that we wanted to at some point get married and, um, you know, different things like that. Um, Even though we couldn't get legally married at the time, yeah, we did. Mm. We did, you yeah. know, and that was a big deal. That was a big deal. We knew we, we wanted that commitment, whether yeah. it was a legal thing or not. We knew we wanted to, you know, have a certain level of seriousness um, to our mm. relationship, and um, and you know, so I think that really helped a lot, you know, for us to be able to really go like full fledged into our relationship. Um, and I also think too, like we were exploring alternative relationship types before we ended up in a monogamous oh, yeah. marriage together. Um, you know, or that we were like, well, I don't know, maybe we should explore, you know, like I said, just alternative relationship types. And, you know, that wasn't really resonating with us at that season of life either. And I think, again, it's because we knew what we really wanted. Yeah. We just hadn't found someone else that also was looking for that. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's what, so like, I I kind of, it was in a similar place where I had done the apps off and on, like just always never worked out. And I was at a point where I just had, I was done with the apps. I wasn't, like, I just deleted, uh, deleted the ones I had tried, which is like, well, hopefully I'll meet somebody, you know, like something will come along. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I kind of just was like at a point where I was ready to kind of give up on it. And then I met Leah and um, we just, same thing, like just would talk for long periods of time, just have great conversations. And it just was like this instant, like chemistry um, where, yeah, you just kind of, you could just feel it. It was different than anything I had before. So uh, yeah, Yeah. I I understand that. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Proud of you. That's great. Thank you guys. So if you can, Talk a little bit about your other portion of your of your relationship when it comes to um, your uh, the I'm sorry I'm, I'm lost at words of how to how to address it I guess because I'm not used to asking a couple and having them right there but I wonder if you want to help me address it and let our audience better understand about that portion of your relationship like sure, the sexual the, part you're talking portion. about or... yeah. 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 Talk about that. Uh, like, sorry. Do you mind? Could you? Do you mean like how we define ourselves, or like our sexuality? Your sexuality and how you define yourself. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We can talk about that more. So, um, I'll start first. I'm a I'm a trans man. I I think most people, when they think about trans people, they probably think about trans women. But um, there's there's different sections and uh, identities within the trans community. Um, and I am um, the more masculine side of that spectrum. And a lot of times what I'm looking for would probably be more similar to what we would think of as um, like a boy meets girl type cisgender heterosexuality. But I am pretty fluid in my sexuality. So I call myself queer. Um, and that generally just says that I'm an open person to most people, but generally my type is somebody kind of like Sarah, even though Sarah, I like presents feminine, uh, you know, but yeah, like, but, um, the way that I might enjoy 
sex might be that I might be a more dominant person, maybe in this particular situation, or I might want to take the lead more, or things like that. Um, and maybe I don't like certain acts done to me that other people with my same anatomy might like. Maybe I like to use different um, um, marital aids uh, <laughs> and other things to kind of help keep things very spicy and exciting for my partner and what my partner might like. Um, and I also suffer from an injury. I used to be um, a paramedic, and when I worked as a paramedic, I got into a scuffle with a patient, and I hurt myself pretty badly. And so I also have to kind of employ interesting positioning and things so that I can actually um, participate in our sexual life in the way that feels really, like, comforting and not uncomfortable for either of us. And so we do a lot of um, strategizing as a couple <laughs> on, you know, especially when we're in this van on like, whose leg is going to go where, you know, like, how do we have to know, like, what angles do we need to be in? Right. And like, should we install a trapeze? We do, we do a lot of that. And we've been like that our whole relationship. For Sarah, I think this is what makes Sarah such a great sex educator because even as a sexual partner, Sarah has always just been like, consent first. What feels okay? Like, what's okay to do next? Like, this is what I need. And I've just never had anybody be so communicative with me um, in that way. And it's just been like, you know, we, we kind of do, I think, what most people would probably do when they're trying to make each other feel good. But um, I think we're pretty dang inventive. Um, <laughs> well, we even brought some, some visual aids. We we'll, brought, sh we'll share those later. Just in case anybody really <laughs> needs to understand. Uh, but I think that I think you can use your imagination, you know. Um, and as far as, yeah, like my, so yeah, Rocky kind of touched on not only his sexuality, but also his gender identity. So, um, which is trans masculine and trans yeah, man. True. Um, and I identify as a non-binary person. Um, sometimes I will call myself a non-binary femme or a non-binary woman, um, because, uh, sometimes, well, the reason I would use non-binary woman is because I also know how um, the world perceives me, and also um, womanhood is pretty inextricable from uh, a large part of my gender journey. Um, but as far as like, what does that really mean to me, non-binary? It just means that I feel that my gender is more than just male or female um i feel like you know if 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 glittery space dust could be a gender that would be my gender you know? <laughs> okay. um and really for me it just comes down to like i like the pronouns they and them um but really you know any pronoun as long as it's coming from a place of respect uh, or well not any they or them or she her uh is as long as it's coming from a place of respect you know that is totally great for me um but then as far as like my sexuality i identify as pansexual which is also similar to queer i identify as queer as well kind of interchangeably um which just means that for me my um romantic and sexual partners and experiences uh i'm very open to that i'm very fluid so in the past i have dated cisgender men i've dated cisgender women i've also dated non-binary other non-binary folks and i've dated some non-binary folks that are more like me that might lean more into a feminine presentation or femme presentation and a kind of the way they dress and you know whatever uh, and then i've also dated non-binary folks that are more androgynous or more masculine and then i ended up marrying a trans man so you know that's just how we ended up but um but yeah our sexual like that's kind of i guess um oh and then just one point i was gonna make also when Rocky was sharing, oh, you know, so my sex life might look a little bit like this or that. You know, trans people are not monoliths. Um, none of us are monoliths, right? Uh, so what Rocky's sexual identity um, might not be the same for every trans man. There are some trans men that are very much like, I am straight. I am a straight man. I only want to date uh, cisgender cis women, women you know like or something like or that or i am a gay trans man and i only want to date other men um or you know whatever but yeah it's it's a we love talking about gender and sexuality it's just it's such a beautiful tapestry of people and of experiences and even for us i'm i'll be 36 in a couple of weeks rocky's 41 and 
just the things that, that the kids, the youth are always teaching us as far as how language develops and personal identities and how you express those identities. It's That's just smart. beautiful. That's it's fascinating. Smart. It's beautiful. And it's constantly evolving. Yeah, so yeah. what we say today could evolve over time. It definitely has for me. When yeah. we first met, I was like, I am a cis straight woman or not straight, but I'm a cis queer woman. And you know, yeah. since mm -hmm. then, and the, the, the way that the community dealt with that, that information when Sarah made such a, a drastic change in public eye, like being on social media, people just could not understand the sexual aspect of our relationship. How are we even happy? How is Sarah even happy? How am I even happy? And there was a lot of questions around that, even though we were just talking about our relationship and, and being married and being in love. People really were curious about that. Well, I they think were very hyper-focused hyper -focused on, on how does that even sex. work? Yeah. And I think this is a real... Um, crossover point that we've noticed as well having disability conversations people are hyper focused well if you're you know if rocky is trans and you are uh non-binary how are you having sex well if you are disabled sarah and rocky is less disabled or different you know chronically ill how are you even keeping how are it you spicy? how are you having sex yeah. you know i think a lot of disabled people we hear that kind of messaging a lot. We're like infantilized. We are desexualized um, constantly. Right. And people make a lot of, you know, really um, gross misses, like assumptions. assumptions. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. people get very focused on people's genitals combos as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably see the big spectrum of you get probably a lot of love and support but then it swings the other way where people just, you know, really don't understand and choose not to understand for their, you know, stupidity. And, and so it, it must be tough to, to, to put it out online. And, and I, and I'm sure we're all, you know, everyone's uh, is getting used to it, that this is, you are out there and you're able to explain it, express it and, let under be, it, we're not putting it on you. This is us. And I think that's yeah. the, you know, that that's the real thing where people who probably are on that other side where they just don't understand because, you know, I don't, it, they're not putting on you. So don't worry about it. They're just expressing yeah. who they yeah. are. So why does that hurt you? You know, yeah. yeah. We didn't mean for it to fall in love and then create this big political statement. In fact, I, I kind of grew up thinking no one's going to be able to love me, right? Like, or, or like, I'm not going to be able to find that perfect mate. I'm going to have to settle. And I just think that that was just so, super, so important for us to start to share that, like, love might look different than you could ever expect and never imagine. You never know who it might be or what mm -hmm. might what might show up. And love might change and grow and redefine. And, and, and you know, how are you going to show up for each other? And I think that a lot of people, when they do show us love, they are saying, we really love your love and the way that you grow together and you know learn together and that's really what we're trying to share i think when we're sharing about us for sure so yeah. thank you for thank you for seeing that i really yeah. appreciate you saying that yeah no you guys definitely yeah. like it you're like your relationship your love and bond like really comes off when you guys are talking like it comes like it comes out like you can huh? see it um and it's great and honestly it's really really great to see the you guys like and so in love and it's awesome. I, I love it. So, um, and I was going to mention too that, yeah, that disability thing is so common and, and frustrating sometimes. Cause yeah, you're a lot of people do just assume anything with disability. You're just non-sexual. You have no, you, you know, nobody's going to want to be your partner, like things like that. So like, um, yeah. no, yes. that's really, really cool. There's such like, dangerous and incorrect assumptions and especially when we're talking about younger people like yeah. uh like as you were saying bobby like the the queer community just like the disabled yeah. community just like any community no one is trying to say this is what you should do or this is what you have to do or this is how it has to be we want people to know that there are options there is a world of understanding out there and there is a world of people out there that will accept you that will love you that will care for you if you know if love is your goal if sex is your goal there are 
there is somebody for everyone. And I don't mean that to sound or somebodies. Yeah. Or somebodies, you know, as far as, you know, whatever your goal is like, and, and don't get me wrong. It's definitely can be much more challenging to find a partner for a long-term romantic or love type relationship than it might be to find a hookup. But I think both of those things are just really bad messages that we send to younger people or I mean people of all ages there's people that come out at older ages and just like there's people that get injured every day or become disabled every day for xyz reason and that can be a huge fear and heartbreaking experience um, for folks to think oh my gosh Am I going to be able to have sex again? Is anyone going to want to have sex with me? You know, just leaving all the romance and love out of it, even just like the mechanics of things. And it's like, oh, yes, honey, there is a world of ways to make things happen and have a great time. Yeah, you can, you can do it. You can do you, it. If you want to do it, you can do it. <laughs> that, we have an isolation ep- epidemic in our world, and I think it, it crosses across all experiences. It's not just queer community that's struggling out there, right? We, we cannot build community together if we're t- too afraid to talk to each other, to express what we want. There's so much opportunity out there, but I think when we see, like, I, we fiercely want to protect young people that grew up like we did, and we, and I remember distinctly the isolation making me feel like I didn't want to be in the world anymore. And I feel like if you can be, if you can hear, if we can tell one person every day, like, there is a community for you, there is someone for you, yeah. people will love you, you will find someone. Like, that is important to constantly put in the universe, because I think uh, the world tries to tell us the opposite all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we really believe in it. Yeah, that's great. No, you guys, uh, you guys are awesome. That's such a special um, thing you guys are doing. And it's amazing. Um, can you guys want to give a little bit of advice just on, you know, what you guys do to, you know, keep a healthy relationship, you know, 10 years in? Bobby, I'd like to hear from you, too, because you you just hit your 20 year um, anniversary, too, with your wife. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like what can I get? Um, if you guys want to like share just some of the stuff that, you know, you guys do believe that, um, you know, just the cornerstones of, of maintaining that relationship. Um, I would say first and foremost, it is communication. It is talking, yeah. talking, talking, like as, or communicating, you know, it, it's, as cliche as that might sound, um, it really and truly is. Um, and, you know, it's, opening yourself up to new ways of communicating um, with each other and not being afraid to have the courageous conversations or being afraid to have the courageous conversations and having them anyway. Um, You know, really opening up and being vulnerable with your partner uh, as time goes on because your wants and needs, whether they're romantic, whether they're, um, you know, just dividing the daily chores um, or whether they're sexual and intimate in nature, those things are going to change for whatever reason, because your body is going to change, you know, your, uh, and, and your desires most likely to some degree will fluctuate and change, you know, everything has kind of like seasons. And so just constantly um, trying to be in a place where you are open and vulnerable with your partner or partners, um, about that kind of stuff, uh, I think can be just even having those conversations in and of themselves, like can be connecting, can be bonding, can be exciting, can, you know, sometimes being a little bit nervous about stuff adds to the excitement too. You know, it's sometimes can be a little bit sexy. Oh, you might hear our puppy. Our little emotional support animals. Oh, having a puppy, little bit yeah. of a- Collapse, just one second. Okay, yeah. we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, I think really and truly, it's like just keeping that line of communication open, and um, you know, and like Rocky said, like consent is a really big part of that too. And remembering that like just because we're in a long term relationship with someone and we do love and trust them very much, they love and trust us very much, hopefully, um, that still like there's that constant okay, let's talk about this again. Let's reconfirm, you know, just because we tried something once on a whim for a weekend on our anniversary, it might 
I might not consent to that again, or you might not consent to that again, you know, or whatever. So I think, you know, yeah, just keeping that open. Um, And then, you know, remembering, I think the other big thing for me is like, um, so many of us have been fed this narrative since childhood, whether it was through religious trauma or, um, you know, whatever, but fed this narrative of shame and that, you know, sex and intimacy is gross, it's dirty, it should only be in the dark, it should be very quiet and private, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think doing what you can to like let go of some of that shame. And for me, that really looks like um, getting in touch with the playful side of myself. You know, of course, this is an adult activity, you know, but we can approach it with a um, playfulness, a youthful playfulness. And I think just remembering that like, you know, intimacy and sex is play. It's okay to laugh during sex. It's okay to, you know, try something and be like, this wasn't the thing. (laughs) Not going to do that again. (laughs) You know, it's okay to, um, you know, try things and not like them or try things and be more curious about them. Not be successful. Not be successful. successful. Yeah. And like, just remember that like, it's play, you know, you're spending time playing with each other and um so yeah that's really i think those would be my two biggest advice is communicate 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 and find new ways to communicate and then have fun like find ways to have fun and be playful and i'll keep mine short because i want to hear from a 20-year veteran yeah uh, but i you know i personally (laughs) think you gotta you gotta believe in each other's dreams and um i and you gotta be each other's biggest support and uh, you gotta be each other's biggest fan and uh and you guys gotta keep that forever because i think you know the world doesn't really root um like i i noticed the world doesn't root for sarah the way that i think they should and 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 so i'm gonna be that that one man uh rooting squad you know and so yeah i just think it's important but i passed i passed the mic because i gotta Please, learn yeah we want i need to learn tell <laughs> us tell us coach no <laughs> uh, it's I mean, you said the first word, it's communication, but if anything I can say, it's communication slash patience. And uh, oh, patience is a big Absolutely, um, Patience, yes. Yeah, you have to have patience with your partner, your, uh, you know, of, of that person, because no matter what, we are our own person. I'd let her be her own person. She lets me be my own person. But somewhere we have to gel and, you know, within that, we have to find the lines of what's going to work and what's not going to work. Because some of my style of of the way I live and the way she lives don't always, always interact. And, there, you know, you can butt heads. You know, I'm more of a guy that likes to wake up and just, go, you know, do something and change something on a, a lickety split where she needs, you know, it's not on my calendar you know, what's going on, I'm, I, you know, so we have to learn, you know, I have to learn that, you know, maybe I can't change things. And maybe I have to learn to, to communicate, maybe next week, we are, you know, I'd like to do this, is this going to fit in your schedule as well. So, you know, we have to go back and forth and learn each other. And we constantly keep learning. And, you know, I, I'd say, you know, her, She's my best friend. And what I mean by that is, you know, somebody that I can trust with everything and vice versa. And so I think, you know, no matter what, we don't judge one another on, you know, who we really are. And so I think that's that's our little style, you know, but the patience is a big thing. You know, uh, you know that, that, that and the communication. I'm not very communicative, but you know, you have to learn real quick and you're going to learn that Sean. So you hear that Leah, make sure he's very communicative. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate the advice from both of you guys being a newlywed here. So that is, uh, and that's something I know I have to work on too. Um, Cause I've also, I think in my past, like I've never had like a true partner like that where I was, you know, wanted to share in everything with. So it is newer to me and I'm trying to like to, to figure it all out and stuff and get it. Um, but I do appreciate that from you guys both. Uh, um, and communication, I've, I, I do understand that that is such a key important thing. And, and patience too. I agree, Bobby. It's just like, um, yeah. 
like yeah so i'm just hoping uh that uh yeah i uh can be like the best partner that i can be you know so like in the relationship so and i love that you guys said uh like you said rocky like championing championing uh championing uh for sarah and vice versa you guys are like your number one fans really support like and i do that that's for sure that should be the way it is in your relationship um and leah actually mm -hmm. she, said she also roots for you sarah in the chat <laughs> so that's my uh, wife uh, she said. oh love you leah you. When you guys, when you guys were talking about what works for you, you know something that works for us too is we give each other a lot of space. But yeah. as I said that to myself, for you two, here you guys are and living in this van life. You know how do you, how does that evolve <laughs> for you guys? Where does the space come? Because I think space is important. You know sometimes we, you know. There is, I think it is a healthy thing for us that I have my own things and she has her own things. You know, we go, I go to a lot of events. I mean, a ton and Sean getting, you know, Sean's right with me or, you know, or there's, you know, a lot of other ones. And my wife doesn't go with me to probably 90% of them because, yeah. you know, yeah, she likes seeing everybody and she knows everybody, but she also wants her life and she needs her space so we have each other's spaces and i think that that works for us so what works for you guys when it comes to space living in the van life <laughs> good question we, yeah that's a fabulous question and also i appreciate so much what you said about the patience um that is so true um but yeah as far as the space thing goes that uh i think is so important and definitely you know moving from not having the van at all and only having you know our home together and then moving into such a tiny space as you can see um yeah i mean it definitely has challenges and there i think we've been a lot better i think at first we were kind of you know there was a little bit more rub and we didn't know how to really express that because it's like we wanted to be together we knew we needed space, but maybe we didn't exactly know how to ask for it. And I think mm -hmm. it was easier for us to identify it in the other. And so I think what kind of naturally ended up happening was we started asking each other more like, hey, do you need a little space? Or, hey, maybe, you know, maybe why don't you go take a walk? Oh, well, Rocky, you know, why don't, why don't you go take a walk? Um, I'm going to like stay in the van and read my book for a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and um, we started doing little things like that. And then I think we do other things sometimes like there's certain hobbies and activities that like I enjoy that, you know, like, I don't know, going to get my nails done or something, you know, and even just that it's like, I will go, but I'll kind of make a day of it. You know, I'll go and I'll get my nails done, but I'll also go to the coffee shop next door and I'll hang out at the nail salon, you know, cause I know the person that works there and we're friends. So we hang out a little bit longer and, you know, and while I'm doing that, Rocky is, you know, writing music or doing, you know, one of his hobbies and um, creative things. And I think that definitely helps is like, you know, I'll stay in the van sometimes and he'll go out or he'll drop me somewhere and he'll keep the van and the dog for a bit. Um, I think like things like that really does help sometimes because yeah. we are a couple that we, we have a high level of like wanting to be physically together all the time. And a lot sure. of people are like, wow, that's, that's a lot. Um, but everyone needs, like you were saying, Bobby, like you need to have your separate lives. You need to have things that, you know, friends you can talk to and things you enjoy that aren't always only tied to each other. So, um, yeah. I think, you know, even our couple that does love to be together a lot, it is good to have those separate times. And I think conversely, yeah. I can be a little bit of a red flag if, that there's a huge mismatch there so again when you're kind of talking about patience it also makes me think of compromise as well so you know if one of you is like i really like to be together 99 percent of the time and the other one's like i would be happy no, being together 20 percent of the time yeah, yeah. it's like you've got to kind of find that's a mismatch yeah you gotta find yeah. not the work but you've got to find that compromise you know to give both of you 
a little bit of what you need and both of you be a little uncomfortable with not getting everything you want yeah. or need. Yeah. And uh, we don't talk about this a lot in our in our discussions because we, it's just like we can just, everybody can list this stuff off. But Sarah also has narcolepsy. And I think that that... One of my many exciting disabilities. I think that... Um, you know, like we have a mismatched sleeping schedule. So I think another thing is I find my own space in those times where maybe we're not matching up on like wakefulness. So I'm able to, okay. Well, and I have to take naps. Exactly. Like it's exactly. literally, I have to. And there's times where, you know, like to. you, Bobby, like Rocky wakes up, he gets up and he's ready to go. Yeah. And then I'm over here and I've got narcolepsy and I've got EDS and I've got POTS and I've got all these other things that really take all my energy and so it's like that rationing that you know my spoons are less and I'm really rationing my energy and it's it's finding that balance because sometimes I get yeah. jealous of him that he can go out and do so much and yeah we learned that the hard way on our trip to India which was like probably going to be our last international trip for a while because we it needed was a break. so different and where it's like we're not even really on the same vacation right and so yeah. it's like what is the goal and we got locked down in Texas uh, in, in 2020 and we were together all the time and we were like, oh, I'm going stir, you know, I'm, I'm just can't deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and I think we learned a lot of like healing. Moves from yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That, that was a, sorry, Sean, go ahead. I was going to say, no, that's great advice from you guys. Um, because yeah, we're like me, I actually do. We have enjoyed spending majority like almost all our time together and i know that is partially me i do just i love having her around like it's just fun like you know um but i do understand that and i can see how like yeah we can a little bit of space and things and stuff and different activities could be good sometimes um so yeah. i'm gonna hit you guys up some more for some of that uh relationship advice here because uh, you guys do have a very similar like like we literally spend all our time together you know so like it's yeah. We're not in a van yet, but that's what we were talking about you talking with you before is we're looking into getting a van, maybe not yeah. to live in, but we can do travel trips and stuff in. And um, so, yeah, we, we see it every day. Couples that are close to each other, excuse me, couples that are close to each other, I think uh, are doing really well yeah. uh, out here. And we see retirees, we see new couples, we see everyone out here and it's really great. And one, one note that I just wanted to mention really quickly too, because again, I think this comes up a lot when we're talking about like interable relationships, you know, or relationships where caregiving is an element too. Like mm -hmm. Sean, don't let people make you feel bad for wanting to be with your person a lot too, because you know, a lot of people love to like throw around the word like codependent, you're codependent. And yeah, that is a thing like that can happen to people. And yes, you know, this is this is why the world of like therapy and therapeutic intervention is important. You know, it's good to help have people that are professionals that can help guide you through if you are dealing with a codependency. But what I don't think it's talked about is the fact that like, yeah, those of us that, you know, have partners that are a part of our care team, um, whether they're our primary caregiver or just just a part of the team, still like that's a that's a different thing. I don't I don't think it's fair to call it like a codependence, or I I don't think it's fair to kind of look at our relationships with the same level of scrutiny, yeah, same lens, yeah. um, and or the same lens that you might um you know in a rela with a relationship with two non disabled people or more. Mm. Um, you know, I I think it I think it makes sense that you want to be with um you know people that also understand what is going on with you and your needs uh, additionally yeah you know as well yeah all right well thank you guys for that i do i do appreciate that appreciate hearing that so um yeah. thanks guys uh i we are kind of getting to the hour here now too um so before we do wrap up actually i'm going to do our sponsors and upcoming shows and then if you guys want to do kind of a final thought for sex relationships, anything else you want to share, anything like that, we'll give you guys that last couple minutes to give, uh, give that, uh, you know, to share that. So real quick, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors here at uh, Mobility Professionals and Urology Professionals. Uh, they are amazing sponsors and helping to keep the channel free for everybody and the content, um, you know, behind not behind any paywalls and stuff so thank you mobility professionals is a, a dme specialist here in southern california so if you are looking for a wheelchair shower chair 
um, anything like that, scooter, any of the larger mobility devices, they can take care of you. They're here in Southern California. So if you're not local, we can hopefully find you a good company elsewhere. But Urology Professionals is nationwide. It's their sister company. So if you need catheter supplies anywhere in the country, they ship all over and they're amazing people. They have people within the disability community working there, helping out. They volunteer at events all the time here in Southern California, just on their own time. They're out there doing it. So we appreciate their support. And uh, thank you guys. And thank all you guys in the chat, everybody that watches and other supporters. We definitely appreciate you guys. So thank you. And you, know, love. you guys give us love here in the chat with everybody. Welcome. We have a new one, Julius. Uh, welcome to the Live to Roll family, um, Grace. And I think we had Bel Belma, Grandma is in the house. Uh, Got to scroll up here. I know we had Roberts in the house, Andrew. Paul was here. So thanks everybody in the chat. And you've been with us and also mobility professionals and urology professionals have given us so much love over the last couple of years of sponsoring our channel, helping out uh, with Sean and uh, making sure that we're paying the bills because this is not free just to get online. It does cost a little bit of uh, nickels and dimes. So uh, without them, we couldn't be here. So big love and big shout out to your urology professionals and per mobility professionals. Thank you so much. Yeah, we definitely appreciate them. And so let's get to some of our upcoming shows. Uh, tomorrow, Tom should be on T-Fizzle Gaming, doing gaming every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So check out the gaming stream. It's definitely just a little hangout, fun stream for you guys. Um, it's always a good time. Uh, so join Tom, check him out. He's always playing some fun games. And if you want to hop on with him, he's always looking for people to play too. So send him a message and get uh, get in the game, get on there. And then uh, this Thursday, we have our uh, whoops, Real Girl Talk coming up with the ladies. And they're going to be talking. Yay. We did relationships and intimacy and stuff today. They're going to be doing finding um, love for yourself after injury or after disability. Um, so it's all about self-love. So check that out this Thursday, 3 p.m. The ladies will be on sharing their journey with self-love. Um, and then next week, we actually have a new show debuting, another gaming stream, um, Gaming with awesome. Hell Wheels. Our friend Sir Rob, which is going to be a little bit different. He's going to be talking some tech talk, playing some different games, more PC stuff. Um, so it will be different than Tom's stream. Um, so we got two different gaming streams, two different nights. You guys definitely want you to check them out. Um, and make sure to hit that bell and subscribe if you guys aren't already subscribed so you get those notifications. Um, and then we're back every Tuesday, 3.30. We'll be back on. So join us next Tuesday. Uh, I think we have our friend Tyler coming on. We're going to talk some outdoor recreation and sports activity and stuff. Uh, so that should be a really fun topic. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, I mixed that up. That's the following week. Next week is FDR. Uh, it's the day after President's Day. We're talking polio and FDR. <laughs> uh, we have a guest with polio coming on. Uh, so we're going to share some other disability stuff. And um, But great shows coming up in the future, you guys. Check us all out. Um, and you know what? We might as well just share. We got Bobby and the guys on the second and third or second and fourth Thursdays. So make sure to check them out. And last but not least, we have Rolling with the Golden Oldies, the first Thursdays of every month. So these ladies have all been 35, 40 years plus in the chair, lots of experience and just talk about what that's like aging as women with disabilities. So and if you haven't already, if you have, yeah, and if you haven't already, check out their first show. That was February 1st. Uh, they did an amazing job. So uh, take a look and uh, see what is next to come for them. And we're really excited to have them all with us. And uh, one last shout out. All of our Tuesday and Thursday shows are available on podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We'll have this one uploaded um, in the next day or so. So make sure to follow and check that out as well. Um, but um, all, all kinds of great content, lots of places you guys can find it. And make sure to check out Rocky and Sarah on their social medias as well. Links are in the description. They got their Instagrams. I have to add their YouTube. So I'll do that right after the show here. Um, and then, uh, yeah, check them out, follow. And uh, we appreciate all you guys. All right. So we got all that stuff out of the way. Now, do you guys um, want to give us um, some last 
thought slash share anything you think would be important for uh, anybody with disability, not L you know, anybody in these communities that are uh, underprivileged communities? <laughs> um, I think just overwhelmingly just, you know, knowing that you are valuable, you are priceless, um, you are, you make the world better, like just by being here. And we're glad you're here. And we're glad that you're here. And like Rocky said, there is a community waiting for you, um, whoever you are, uh, like you said, Sean, if it's LGBTQ plus community, if it's disabled community, both uh, something else altogether, there is a community waiting for you. And, um, and you we love meet, you. You can meet with us. Uh, we have uh, meetups that we host for LGBTQIA people. We have Camp Pride coming up uh, with Van Life Pride and our collaboration with them. And uh, we're on our road to a thousand and we show a, uh, on YouTube here and we show a lot of our travels and how we've been navigating things. And uh, thank you for introducing us to your community. And we love you guys and we love what, uh, watching you. And we're so glad we, we met you. We appreciate <laughs> all the sweet feedback so much. Yeah. And um, we are just really honored to be here. And uh, we're so excited to tune into all these new exciting episodes. I was like nudging Ooh. Rocky <laughs> like when I was hearing all the new episodes coming up i also love that where there's a self-love episode coming up because you know as a sex educator also like don't forget that you don't have to rely on other people for your pleasure you can yeah. take care of yourself yeah. <laughs> and, and with that we'll just we'll, we'll bring our marital aids out and say you know reach out That's to love small and, and more about uh different different no, we appreciate that. Thank you guys. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Great guests. I feel like we could have talked about this and talked with you guys for hours on here, uh, but we will try to wrap it up here in the hour. So, but thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys and everybody in the chat. Thank you guys. Everybody watching all the supporters, listening, everything. So thank you guys live to roll and we'll see you guys on the next one.